Welcome to the Mike on Much podcast. I am your host, Mike Veerman. I am here with my friend and producer, Max Kerman. Max, how's it going? It's going pretty good. Also, we're doing a three-man pod opening today. We have our friend and pop culture aficionado, Shane Cunningham. Shane, how is it going? Oh, always feels good to be invited to the uh, Off the Top segment. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is actually a special one because uh, I know we all know this, but our listeners might not know this. Uh, yesterday was actually Max's birthday. Happy birthday, Oh, Max. thank you. Actually, I'm not doing that good. Uh, I had a big old <laughs> night in uh, Hamilton. Jeez, you know, people buy you uh, drinks, you know, when that- you're... When it's your birthday. When they How old out. are you now? 35, 36-ish? I'm 29. Whoa! Okay. <laughs> I overshot that a little bit. Yeah. No, it was uh, it was a good night. Um, we went to this restaurant called The Mule, and uh, it's, a, it's a Mexican place. Ooh. I had uh, my favorite drink. It's a Mexican... Uh, a, Mexican mule? Clearly your favorite. That you <laughs> your old haunt. Yeah, your, old, your all-time fave drink, man. Uh, old yeah. trusty. There's uh, tequila and ginger beer in it. It was, it was great. Uh, yeah, I had a great time. And typically you don't really drink a lot, right? No, I really don't. I mean, because I hate being hang- uh, hungover. So, uh, and I'm really bad at, uh, being hungover for our listeners. Max is a real, uh, he's actually, it's pretty inspiring how much of a go-getter he is. He likes to get up really early. You know, he takes a couple coffees, he gets things happening during a day. So I feel like you personally are not like, you don't want to go out late at night because it ruins your mornings. Yeah. I always have a great time when I'm out. Like I have an amazing time, but then it's just the next day. I just, and I'm full of regret because I'm just lying in bed. I can't, can't power through. You know, some guys are really good at powering through when they're hungover. I've built a career on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, not old Max. <laughs> well, so, so you, today. Today is that day. Today, yeah, today I was in bed. Lauren uh, got out of uh, bed, and I had already, actually, drunkenly, I had made a smoothie ready to be blended up Ooh. at like three in the morning. <laughs> and so Lauren got out of bed. And I was like, Lauren, there's a smoothie in the fridge. Blend it up and bring it to me. And she did. And it was <laughs> great. Yeah. It was That's awesome. really nice. Yeah, yeah. What did she get you for your birthday? You know what? It was actually a really cool gift. She um, she got me. She has no money. She's a student, uh, and so she she got this frame and she put in. This is gonna. It looks way cooler than it sounds. Um, a bunch of she, pennies that are like uh, in a frame, and there's like. At the end, it's like so. It's like a bunch of pennies in a frame. That's it. But it's based on You're a one lucky guy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's based. It's the amount of weeks we've been dating. Uh, a penny for every week. A penny for every week. So, oh. yeah, it's cool. How many pennies? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how she knows. There's sort of undefined uh, period in the beginning there. So, I heard last night uh, for your birthday party uh, that, so Shane and I were not at your party yeah. because Shane and I live in Toronto. You couldn't make it. That's okay. I Shane, missed two big parties in a row. Yeah. Yeah. You did, and we'll get to that. Uh, but Shane, so we're also in this uh, Facebook group, which we talk about quite a bit on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And so like, were you watching the exchanges where they were going bar hopping to the different spots throughout the night? Yeah, I always get jealous of those. I'm not sure about you, Mike, but I'm always kind of livid looking at them. I was jealous last night for yeah. sure. But here's the thing. I heard something very positive came out of you and all the <laughs> yeah. guys walking around last night. Do you want to explain this? My well, brother told me about this today, and I thought it was a brilliant idea. Okay, so uh, we've been kicking around this idea oh, from the weekend. Uh, and basically, we realized that if we all put aside $20 a month into a bank account, that'll equal $5,000 roughly a year for us to spend on our Facebook group, which is, we, we call ourselves the Champagne Boys. The listeners don't need to know that. Okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> we, we just sound like losers. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, then, and then somebody's like, let's take it a step further. Let's just buy a house because that could be money for a down payment on a house in Hamilton and it would be like a hangout club. And then we could start selling memberships. So anyway, <laughs> we all So we're have- buying a house? Yeah, we're all buying a house. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> but we're going to make, basically, it's going to be, 
I think it's going to be basically like a clubhouse, like the little rascals. Yeah, well, of course. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because there's definitely some guys that are like <clears throat> trying to buy houses with their girlfriends right now, like their first big house. And all those guys are like, F- it, we're buying the gang house. Like, <laughs> we don't care. But like, I'll put the girlfriend stuff on hold for now. Uh, but everyone's really excited about uh, Julian. Uh, Julian's girlfriend, uh, Sam, works at CIBC and like small accounts. So she's going to set up the account. This is a legit thing. She's going to. Wow. So, so Julian's wife, Sam, is literally going to set up an account for us and it will like just take our money out. Every yeah, it's month. a direct deposit, $20 a month. And that'll go into the Champagne Boys uh, house fund. I'm in on this. All in. It's of pretty course. good. And here's the other thing. I think it solves a lot of problems because uh, whenever anybody hosts the party, the house inevitably gets ruined. Like Destroyed. as we've heard on the podcast, it's like last time there was a party at my place. I wasn't even there, and like the house was broken basically. The nut threw uh, uh, Shane's glass at the wall, yeah, smashing it everywhere, exactly. and then everyone just laughed. And then all the girlfriends just get mad because they're like, "Your stupid friends come over here and wreck the place," and then I have to clean it up. And Whatever. it's just one stupid friend, the yeah. nut. Yeah. yeah, but he makes problems everywhere he goes. So uh, <laughs> the uh, so this would actually solve the problems. We could have just our own place. Where so and when we sell the house, we all hopefully make a profit yeah on. if we ever do we probably won't, won't ever sell the house no, well, no. that'll be our retirement because it's champagne boys till we die <laughs> inevitably <laughs> some of the champagne boys are going to fall in hard times and want to move into the clubhouse that's fine it's a uh, safety net you know safety net <laughs> so th- we're actually investing in our future yeah oh totally yeah it's you know it makes sense on so many different levels even greg who's a very cheap guy and the idea of somebody taking 20 dollars a month from him yeah uh would not say well he was really into it which which really says something he's also banking on falling in hard times see this <laughs> is his investment in his future <laughs> that's yeah. his angle yeah also this this was actually a, a big week uh weekend for all of us um Mike D, who plays guitar uh, for the Arkells uh, in Max's uh, band, he's getting married, and he had a big bachelor party this weekend. So a bunch of us went to Montreal. Mm-hmm. It was very exciting. So and Shane couldn't make it. Shane couldn't make it. Another. This is the second party Shane was saying he couldn't be at. Shane, do you have any questions about the weekend? Because I know you don't like uh, missing out on these things. Yeah, I just wanted. Was it was it still good without me being there? You know what? Because I'm kind of like the party guy of the group, like very <laughs> stripper type of person. <laughs> Very stripper type of person. Yeah, that's the most articulate way to say it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think in general, you know, between, okay, there's, in terms of big personalities in our group, uh, Shane and Dan Hamilton are both probably two of the biggest. Yeah. And so if anybody's presence is going to be missed, it would probably be those two guys. And both of them weren't there. That all said, we did have an amazing time. So we took a train up. And just like the excitement (laughs) of like, you know, a bunch of grown men taking a train together and like sneaking in liquor onto the train was like that of a bunch of like 13 year old boys or something like that. It was the funnest. It was like being back at camp in middle school. Oh, or something. yeah. It was yeah. amazing. Al, my roommate, uh, he was pouring drinks for everybody on, on the he, train. He was the download bartender. Yeah, he was the download bartender. And then he got confident later on because before he was doing it all sly. Yeah. And then it, by the end of the trip, he didn't care. He's like, who wants some gin? <laughs> uh, and then also, we went um, go karting. <clears throat> Have you been go karting, Jim? I love go karts too. That's like my thing. Oh, really? Because yes. I never been. Strippers and go karts. <laughs> <laughs> Don't combine this. those, by the way. It never ends well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, uh, I, I, you see, I don't think I've ever been a, in a go kart. Maybe once, but I don't even remember. And I was this close to not even going to the go karting part of the trip because I was like, I don't really care about go karting. I'm not into like extreme sports. I don't do roller coasters. I don't do anything <laughs> that's like seemingly dangerous. Even though go karts aren't really right. dangerous at all. But um, <laughs> extreme sports, man. <laughs> putt, 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 putt. <laughs> but I got super into it, and. Um, and it was uh, funny. Okay, so here's the thing. You know how, Mike, you say I'm sort of like an optimistic guy. I always think that we yeah, absolutely. Can, can kind of, 
there's a part of me that thinks after one time go-karting, I could be a professional race car driver. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, and I, this happens to me a lot where I'll, like, I'll have a good game playing, like pickup basketball. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, I could probably make the pros. <laughs> I have this like very like irrational confidence about me. Sure. And so after, yeah, seriously, since go-karting, I've just been thinking about my life as a race car driver. <laughs> wow. And, yeah. And to keep in mind, I finished uh, ninth out of 17 people. Like, so I wasn't even particularly good. All right, guys. Let's talk about the main interview. Our guest today is Alessia Cara, mm-hmm. who is obviously blowing up right now. She's hanging out with Taylor Swift. Her song's skyrocketing. She uh, performed with Taylor, actually. She yeah. performed. Taylor like interviewed her for something I think I saw afterwards. Um, and you were here for this interview, Shane. That's why Shane's in the opening, mm-hmm. and just because we enjoy his company. This set the record for most talking Shane had done in an interview. You did pipe in. You piped in a lot. Mm-hmm. What, were you, what was your impression of, of Alessia? Is that Alicia? Alessia? Alessia Caracia. I thought she was very down to earth. Yeah. And the reason I talk so much is because she made me comfortable. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, my mom said she heard Alessia Cara on CBC the other day. And she said, oh, this girl's like so, like, she seemed really smart and really self aware. And I told her, oh, mom, Mike just interviewed her for the, for the podcast. And listening back to the interview, it was like, it was so refreshing. And when you, when you hear someone like at this stage, you're just like, oh, I hope you don't lose this. She's at the start of her journey. Yeah. And you can tell there's an enthusiasm and an excitement. And it's like, she's in an awesome place. And you kind of like, it was a great chance to talk to her at this moment. I felt kind of stupid at one point because um, I guess I thought you would like this, but I'm like, uh, she mentioned how she was on Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, she talked about that. And then I'm like, oh, this is... Uh, this is great because with Carly Rae Jepsen, I miss an opportunity. She mentioned San Sebastian, oh, yeah. and Mike's not one to talk about himself. But oh, yeah. I meant to be like, "Oh, Mike was in a band called San Sebastian." But I <laughs> you guys did my, shots together, yeah. But I lost my nerve to mention it, so I was like, "Don't." Anytime there's a door opening, you take it. So I was like, "Don't worry, Mike. No, you don't like talking about yourself. I got this." So she mentioned Jimmy Fallon. I was like, "Mike actually looks like Jimmy Fallon," but then. Uh, I could see that Mike did not like that at all because <laughs> I thought it was like a compl- I thought it's like when people like it almost seemed like I was going around telling people I looked like Jimmy Fallon. No, I, I was saying it, but it was like you didn't take it as like, uh, oh, like a cool like compliment or whatever, because I, I think he's known as very good looking talk show host, probably the best looking talk show host of all time, best looking yep. SNL member of all time. So then she just looked at him and then she was like, oh, she's like, mm. she's like, oh, maybe a young Jimmy. And then Mike just was like so uh, happy, and then it felt like it ended on a really positive note. That's cool. So yeah, it made uh, she's a very positive, says all the right things type of person. <laughs> we left it in the interview, and you can hear it right now. <laughs> Let's get to it. How have you been? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm well. Uh, things are going crazy for you right now. Yeah. It's all exploding. It's all happening. Definitely. Um, with everything sort of happening, what does a typical workday look like for you? Is there a typical workday? You know what, not really, which is kind of cool, but kind of strange because every day is different and I'm in a different place every day, different bedroom every day, I just wake up in a different place, uh, meeting different people, doing different things, but um, it's essentially promo and really right now I'm just trying to show my face to the world and show people who I am and kind of introduce myself. It's like an intro to all over the world, if that's what I had to describe it as. Right. But it's a different thing, a different intro in a different way every day. When you started writing music and, and sort of performing music and maybe as this became a viable career, is this sort of how you imagined it? Like every day, the sort of grind, being in a different place all the time? Um, you know, not really. I'd always hear artists say, like, I'm on tour now, but I, I didn't really know what that meant. I was like, okay, they're on tour. I don't know. <laughs> but now it's like I realize <laughs> that it's literally a different place every day. And I, I knew that there was hard work that goes into it, but I didn't realize how much. But um, it's 
not a bad thing. I think it's kind of cool that I'm getting to see all these places and like meet all these people. It's kind of, I don't know, it's fun. Yeah, it seems exciting, and, and it I guess like it I is guess a lot of hard work, but it's fun. It's hard work, but is it matching sort of the expectations that one might have? Um, I, it is. Yeah, definitely. I think it's not as glamorous as people think, especially in the beginning. Like right now, I'm, I'm living at home still. You know, it's not like this crazy glamorous life that's perfect. You know, it gets hard. It gets difficult. Um, but it's. I think as far as the fun side and the things that you get to do, it's more than I could have ever imagined it would be. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure people are sort of reaching out for you to sort of like guest on songs. There's so much promo, like you said. Mm. Um, there's tours happening. You're probably getting offered stuff all the time. How do you sort of manage those requests? Do you sort of, are you driving the ship? Is that something where you have sort of a team or management your label? I mean, how do you sort of work through all that as you go through this process? Um, well, I'm, I'm really involved in everything that I do. So whether it's like collaborations or, or, you know, even up to my merch or all my social media I do, like I really want to be involved in everything that I do. So of course, like, I always know about everything and I think it's it is my team but it's also if I really believe in something like if someone comes to me and they want me on a song or they want me on their project and I really believe it and I'm, I'm a big fan it's usually like something that I'll go up to my team and I'll tell them about or sometimes I'll just ask people directly like I'll talk to I'll talk to other artists directly and we'll figure it out and, and then I'll of course talk to management about it but it's like a team effort slash if it's something that I really believe in that I want to do then I'll go for it but it's nothing too like formal no it's never not yet anyways it happens right. for me my experience has been kind of different but I'm just yeah you uh you mentioned your like your merch is that something where you know like the designs and everything about sort of you know um how you represent it are you like super involved in all of that i mean do you design every, any of your own merch yeah th this merch that i just put out recently like i put out t-shirts and beanies and like it's my writing like i tried to design it's kind of weird and kind of messy <laughs> but it's me so it's kind of cool um and i put that out um, but i'll be putting out some more stuff but yeah definitely it's either my design or or something that i didn't really know how to draw so i asked the design team to help me out but <laughs> right. i definitely want to be involved in everything i think it's kind of it's cool to be involved in, in everything that you're doing to make it like a whole package because i think there's so much more than just music that's in, that's you know that comes with it it's all creative too so it's sort of your yeah it's my feel. oh yeah exactly yeah, it's know? so cool yeah you get to learn so much about so many different things but you definitely it's always good to have a team to help you out too in the beginning your parents were mentioned you know in a very positive way sort of in your lyrics like what did they do or what do they do um for a living they do so much i mean i think i am the way i am you know if i'm a good person it's because of them and if i'm you know polite and smart it's because of them and I think every good thing about me is because of them because they just instilled so much good in me from a young age they've always just taught me to be polite they were so strict about being polite and being good to people and hardworking. and that, those are the things that they just taught me and my brother for so long that I think it that work ethic that I have and that need to just be nice to people because of my parents um, and also they've given me just great advice throughout this whole thing and they've been so supportive of me like in the music thing and they've just been sacrificing a lot for me to be here so are, are they musicians at all no that's why it's even more amazing because they know nothing about the industry but they're still being so supportive of it like, what do they do for an occupation um, my dad is a welder okay so is my dad really yeah oh, seriously cool. maybe yeah. they work together <laughs> Hamilton Ontario oh, okay I don't know I don't think my no, dad works no, in no, no. I think he works I don't even know where anymore it's near Brampton like an area anyways and my mom <laughs> works as a hairdresser so oh cool yeah very cool and so they're completely outside of music yeah how did you discover music? Like, wh when did you realize you sort of had this thing? Um, I think I, I never really knew I was good at it, but I knew that I loved it from a very young age. I just didn't really think much of it. I just thought that, it, like, everyone liked music and just something that I always loved secretly. Um, and then as I got older, I started taking it more seriously once I started taking guitar lessons and 
I never took vocal lessons, but I just started singing more and more and doing YouTube videos and just really developing this thing that I had. And once I started doing it for people and seeing the reaction I would get, I made me realize, like, okay, maybe I'm good at it. I'm on to something. I can do yeah. it. Yeah, maybe I'm on to something. <laughs> maybe I'll just do this for a living because it sounds pretty awesome. And Did I'm you like, find the guitar difficult to learn at first? Um, at first, but I learned pretty quickly, actually, surprisingly, because I think I was so persistent that... Like, until my fingers would bleed, I just like, keep trying and trying to get it. But um, it was hard at first. I sucked. And then <laughs> I st I'm still, like, not the greatest, but I get by. Well, there's sort of, like, there's more freedom when you can play the guitar because you can sit down and write your own songs as oh, opposed yeah, to having to accompany with somebody or sit down, you know? Yeah, and it's comforting, especially to start off live because I didn't have to, like, I don't dance on stage or anything. I'm just, I have my guitar. So it was easier for me when I started my first performances to kind of have that as a comfort thing, you know? Mm -hmm. It was easier. But yeah. Um... Was there a moment along the way, like you said, you started performing for people and you're like, maybe I'm onto something, mm. when you sort of realized, like, shit, this is a viable career, like, I could, like, actually do this? Yeah. Like, was there a moment specifically where you, it became real for you? Um, again, I don't really know if it was, like, a specific moment, but over time, it just, I slowly started realizing it. And once I started seeing that, you know, like, looking online, reading, like, looking at documentaries and seeing how these regular people, like, a lot of these huge artists came from, like, hardships and all these hard times, and it was like, it seemed impossible for them, and they still did it. So I just kept thinking, like, why can't that be me, you know? Yes, it's one in a million, but that, someone has to be that one person. <laughs> yeah. you know, why I always used to tell my parents that, and at first it was hard for them to understand, but um, I think once they saw my persistence and once I realized, like, it could be a thing, I just really tried, and... I thought, you know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but I'd have to try it, you know? Were you going to, uh, like, did you have sort of post-high school plans outside of music if things hadn't sort of started rolling? Um, I initially didn't, but my school had this weird thing. Well, not a weird thing. It's kind of, I guess, a good thing. But <laughs> they, they have this thing where you have to apply to universities or post-secondary before you can graduate. So it's Seriously? part of the graduating process to apply. So I was like, but I want to do music. So I just applied to random courses like philosophy, psychology, and media production. Um, three different things, but things that I was interested in, like and philosophy. And all pertain to what you ended up sort of doing. Do you know I what guess, mean? yeah, to a certain extent, yeah. that's kind of true. Like, yeah, psychology and media production, I was really interested in that kind of stuff. So I thought, okay, those will be my plan Bs. Um, and then I ended up actually getting a scholarship to um, Ryerson for, for media production. Really? Yeah, but I really wanted to try and get signed, so I was like, please, Mom, Dad, let me take a year <laughs> off, just a year. And then if I don't get signed, if I, nothing happens, then I'll go to Ryerson to do media. And they're like, okay. And so I were got signed. <laughs> were they open to that, or was it did, was it a tough sell? It was a tough sell, but I did it, and because I said, you know, I promise you, in this year, it's only one year, and if in this year it doesn't work, then I'll go to school. So they're like, okay, you have one year. Did you get close to the end of the year, your deadline? Um, it was kind of in the middle. It was right. pretty good. I'm just really glad. I was just waiting, like, <laughs> please, somebody, you know, so I can just prove everyone wrong. You must have felt but, very vindicated to like. Yeah, it's had like, to do it, you know, because I didn't want to go to school. Right. I really didn't. I felt like I didn't belong there, so I was just begging like please somebody and it worked so thank god um your lyrics you know they they, they really resonate with people you know mm -hmm. and sort of the things that you're singing about are you constantly sort of uh, keeping a journal taking voice memos like what's your process for for writing a song cultivating an idea um i think now because i'm traveling so much it kind of it's, i'm kind of forced to for it to be different every time because you don't ever have a set place where you're writing so it's you either like on the plane I do a lot of stuff on the plane which is weird because you really have nothing else to do so you have to you're just forced to put down an idea which is kind of cool um, I get random yeah, ideas on the plane I'll, I'll put voice memos into my phone I'll write stuff down into my phone like in my notes or if I have a notebook or um, now I have 
um, a MacBook where I have like Logic, like a music yeah, uh, yeah. production thing on it. So I have like a MIDI keyboard and I'll put down some chords and I do it in all different ways pretty much. I think it comes to me in random times and places. But Right. Um, and I mean, because your experience has sort of been so like unique, it's this sort of, like you said, the one in the million and you happen to be the one in the million right now. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Are, you, is there, are you keeping track of this like in a journal or do you just kind of like let life happen? Um, I definitely do have a journal. I think, it's, I don't know, I just love to like look back on it. Even like three weeks from now, I'll probably read what was in my journal today and like still be like, oh, I don't even remember that. Because <laughs> you go by, you go by so fast, like, and you remember like the big moments, but you, I, put, I like to put down all the little details so you like just have everything vivid and because it's so easy to go by this life especially so quickly and you just kind of float by but it's constantly stimulating so you're just taking it in yeah you just in. have to take it in and, and sometimes like I'm still catching up to Jimmy Fallon like I'm still remembering Jimmy <laughs> Fallon like or like catching up to Jimmy Fallon which was like in July sorry. yeah um, so it's like my brain is trying to catch up to all these things that are happening so if you write it down and you put down all the details it's good to like you know to, to feel it again and just have it down just to remember how you were feeling at that time well and small details almost make something more real like you'll be able to see yourself on Jimmy Fallon but it's like those small things you can read and go, oh, I remember this. Yeah, I remember feeling room. like or, that. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. when that happened. I just, like, yeah, it's cool to write little details down. How's Jimmy Fallon? He's awesome. The yeah. whole show, the whole experience was amazing. Really, really. What does that look like? So you get there to the Tonight Show. Yeah, you get there and they, they give you your green room. So there's a green room and then a dressing room. So the green room was like where my friends and family could stay. And then the dressing room was where I got ready. They're like, this is your space, do whatever. They had brought us like cookies and food. And then Jimmy came by after with like his coffee, all casual. Like, hey, good to meet you. Like just normal Jimmy Fallon. Like just whatever on the street. Yeah, rolls in. So nice. He's so much taller than I thought he was going to be. Really? Cool. Yeah, he's very tall. Like what, 6'1"? Uh, probably, I think around six. He's probably like six something, right? You can look it up online. Yeah, look at it. He's, he's, he's tall. About, so he's very tall. Yeah, <laughs> he's very tall. Um, and just really nice and just saying like how he found my music and, you know, just to relax, not to be nervous. And that was that. And then the next thing I knew, you just, they pull you aside. They're like, okay, three, two, one, action, go on. And then you just go on. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, I guess lastly, uh, is there anyone that if you could, you would collaborate with? I mean, is there anyone out there that's like your dream collaboration? <sighs> there's, there's a... A couple because I've just let's hear so about much him. music. Okay, so Drake is a big one. Yeah, Drake, yeah, I love Drake. I think he's amazing. I would love to do something with him. Have Have you talked to him yet? I feel like I mean, yes. Yeah, the proximity I imagine would be yeah, because we're like from the same place. Canadians. But, yeah. Did he reach out? Was he sort of like? Has he been following things, or was it like a casual sort of interaction? Um. Well, we we met at a festival um in Vancouver. We were both performing. And uh, I guess he knew that I was a fan or something, so he initiated like the meeting, and he was like, "Hey, I'm, I'm a fan of yours too." And you know, it was like an open kind of gesture, like maybe one day, you know, we should do something. But it wasn't like a, "I want you to do this, this, and this." Sure. It was just like we should do something. So it's up in the air. I would love to. I think he's amazing. Um, Ed Sheeran is another one. I yeah. love Ed Sheeran. Um, if Amy Winehouse were alive, I would love to do something with her. Have you seen the doc? Twice, yeah. Really? It's What'd so you think? Sad. It was. It's just like it sucks because it could have been prevented, and that's why it's the worst. Because it's like, that could that didn't have to happen, you know? So, awful. But it's also a cautionary tale, I think, for me as a new artist coming up, that, you know, to see something like that, you know where not to go wrong, and you know, it just reminds you to stay focused. So it's, I'm kind of glad I watched it. It's like a roadmap of what to avoid, or, you know, certain... Essentially, you know. yeah. And it sucks that it had to happen to her, but it's good that other people can learn from it, in a way. Yeah. And, yeah, who else would I love to work with? Frank Ocean... Um, he hasn't done anything in a while. I, I know, like, and I'm on, on Def Jam too, so you think that they would tell me something, <laughs> but I'm like always asking, like, so, Frank, no, <laughs> there's no, yeah, yeah, any tapes floating around yeah, I can yeah. listen to? Yeah. No, I don't even think they know. I think he's just really secretive about it, so I'm excited to hear it, but 
I'm not on it, I can tell you that. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> maybe next time. Um, well, yeah. you know, all the best in the future. I mean, thank you. This has been amazing and uh, so happy for your success. Thank you so much. Thank you for, for having me. Oh, thanks for your time. And Jimmy Fallon's 5'11 and a half. Oh, did you he look is? it up while oh, we were okay. talking? Mr. Wow, Sack. that's yeah, awesome. So he's I'm not six? Yeah. Well, he's just, yeah. is it how, I don't know how to show that, but he's yeah. pretty tall. Yeah. I'm how six foot. He's just under me, not yeah. yeah. You're not better than Jimmy, yeah. but I get it. You're taller than him. <laughs> yeah, but you think he would be shorter, right? Yeah. That's what I was surprised. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought he was going to be so tiny. He's like, I was like, whoa. You're actually tall. Everyone says Mike <laughs> looks like Jimmy Fallon. No, maybe in my younger days, right. but not anymore. Yeah, anyway. No, I think you look like him in his younger days. Oh, okay. I'll take that. I yeah, when he was Fallon. like on SNL time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you do. Okay. Oh, you do. That was Alessia Cara. How great was she, guys? Delightful. She's good. <laughs> good album, too, actually. I actually listened to the record a bunch getting ready for that interview, and it's super strong. Check it out. I can't stop hearing the... Um, Wild Things or here? I don't know the titles, but um, the one about the party, like, I'm at the party and it's no fun. I might might be paraphrasing some of the lyrics. It's called here. It's like, I'll be over here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We are in the dessert of the uh, episode. That's exactly what Max likes to call it. We got Shane here. We're going to talk about pop culture. He's an aficionado. Movies, music. Shane, what have you been doing? What have you been seeing? So uh, this weekend, as we talked about earlier, was kind of a bummer weekend for me um because there was a bachelor party that you guys obviously went on that i didn't yeah go on and i don't know how cool i can talk about this or if it's okay but it's honest so i'll say i was in jeopardy being laid off from my job Uh so i chose not to spend the money spend the money uh play on the safer side of things responsible guy it's growing up i said no bachelor party Mm mm-hmm uh, turns out I didn't get laid off from my job. So I kind of, I get to keep my job, but still had committed to not going on the bachelor party. So I'm very bummed out. You're doing this bachelor party in Montreal. I'm like the number one, like Montreal guy, strippers, drinking, go-karting. It has everything that I'm good at. <laughs> so all of my friends, like 20 guys went on this trip roughly, mm-hmm. 18 to 20 guys. So I don't have one friend that I could even hang out with if I wanted to. So uh, my girlfriend is like, what do you want to do this week? And I was like, oh, let's just go see The Night Before. Oh, yeah. Seth Rogen movie. Because I had suggested in our Champagne Boys Facebook group, Little Rascal group, that we all get drunk and go see The Night Before, which no one responded to because <laughs> everyone was so amped about going to the bachelor party that I'm just ignored in every regard. <laughs> so she's like, okay, let's do that. And um, I'll tell you about that. But uh, last... Knight had kind of an interesting encounter that's worth noting. Um, I went out uh, to eat tacos uh, at Grand Electric. Okay. Oh, that's that's like a hip Toronto place where you got to wait in line. They won't take reservations. Queen West. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very like Seinfeld or Lord David thing that kind (laughs) of happened. I walk into Grand Electric and in a lot of Toronto spots, it's kind of like communal seating. Like even when you're, it's like you get a seat for two. But it's really a table for four. You're like a picnic yeah. table. You got to share the table. I, I'm not a huge fan of this seating, but I've kind of become acclimated to it where I, it's not a huge deal like it was when I yeah, first Yeah, or the tables are just like literally like one centimeter apart. So they're like two tables, but they might as well yeah, be. Yeah, it's table. very close quarters. Yeah. So, but I'm cool with it at this point. So uh, my girlfriend and I are seated in like this like triangle booth. So we're sitting right next to each other. She's like, oh, I'll just let you know this is a communal booth. Uh, our server says that. I'm like, ah, oh, fine. So I'm just facing uh, my girlfriend, talking to her. 
everything's going fine. And then I can tell my girlfriend's not listening to me at all anymore. She's just like zoning out. I'm like, okay, I guess it's gone to that point in the relationship where like, you, you know, like the first flush where you're, you're not excited anymore. And, uh, but she's like, oh, um, should I say hi or whatever? And I, I didn't know what the F she was really talking about because, you know, why would you say hi? And she's like, oh, you didn't see? I was like, what? She's like, oh, they just tried to seat your ex-girlfriend and her new boyfriend at our table beside us. Whoa. Which is pretty nuts because, um, you know, I have a habit of not ending on good terms with my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been horribly awkward. And uh, so, so are you saying that the waitress tried to seat them with you, and then and then they like, waved it off. They waved it off, and your like, girlfriend was seeing this all go down, so she was distracted. Yes, and I was in an angle where I couldn't see what the goings on behind me. Right. So I had no clue, but she. I've, uh, I'm a pretty good passer in basketball, so I've developed a good peripheral vision. <laughs> so she assumed that I could see everything because normally I'm pretty good at that. But when I'm with my girlfriend, I like to zone in, you know, and block out the world because I'm that kind of boyfriend. Kind yeah, of. you're yeah, a good yeah. dinner Yeah, I'm a good boyfriend. Bad breaker-upper, <laughs> as my ex-girlfriend can attest, who hates me. <laughs> you know, it's, it's pretty hard to get over old Shaney boy, but uh, <laughs> this girlfriend did it quite well because uh, this guy's a pretty hunky dude. Her new boyfriend, he's 6'5". He could probably, like, kill me or it'd be a tie or he'd beat me in a, in a fight. So... Um, so I really wouldn't want them sitting next to me. And thank God there was another seat available where they could just sit. But the angle was they're right in our view the whole uh, time. When they come in, there's no acknowledgement. There's no, oh, hey, how have you been? No, no, no. So, so how does uh, your girlfriend even know to say hi to the ex-girlfriend? They were formerly friends on Instagram. Oh, oh I see. So, they, so be- the second I pop up, you know, they're no longer friends. Wow. So... So what does your girlfriend do? By the way, we're saying your girlfriend because we're trying to keep names out of here. Of course. Name schmames. But uh, let's abide by that rule. Um, Yeah. So my girlfriend, you know, really wants to be friends. Because she's a very friendly person. She doesn't want to be at odds with anybody. The friendliest person. Yes. The friendliest person. So it's a little weird. I have to pee. I wait (laughs) till uh, a person is walking by downstairs. I quickly run beside that person and kind of like shadow them <laughs> so they can't see me. And then you use the person as a screen. Yes. <laughs> I walked downstairs and, uh, called Mike and had a half hour conversation and basically waited for, uh, my ex-girlfriend and her boyfriend to leave. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so, so your girlfriend had to sit at the table by herself, defending herself. Basically? Yeah. It wasn't the most noble moment of my life. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, while I'm talking to Mike on the phone, my phone's buzzing and buzzing and buzzing. And I know she's texting me a million times. So it was like, first it was like the poo emoji. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like, seriously, where the fuck are you? <laughs> then it's like, it's been 15 minutes. Has your ex-girlfriend's boyfriend kicked the shit out of you? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it's like, what do I do? Do I leave? And then, <laughs> but I, I went back and luckily they were gone. And then we had another beer, ate the tacos, the ice cold tacos at that point and uh, left. Was your girlfriend angry for you hiding out in the basement, not talking on the phone? She's the nicest person I've ever met in my life. And again, this could be that phony shit where you're not truly yourself in the first three months. So she may not actually be that nice 
always, but right now she's the <laughs> nicest person I've ever met. <laughs> but yeah, so that was just what happened last night. <laughs> as for uh, as for this weekend, as you guys know, you missed the bachelor party. Missed the bachelor party. I'm pretty down. My girlfriend says, "What do you want to do tonight?" She consents that I'm kind of down. So she's like, hey, let's make this a bachelor party for you. Like, let's have like a, you know. That's nice. That's amazing. What a sweet girl. She really is the nicest person. Love this person. Uh, So I'm down for that. I put on my Hawaiian shirt. I've got this. Because I want to get in. Like, I'm not just going to wear like my cool guy clothes. So I get in my Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. Your fun guy shirt. My fun guy party shirt. And it looks kind of cool. So I'm kind of like, oh, this looks kind of ironic, cool, Mm -hmm. whatever. So... I'm like, oh, what should we do? So my girlfriend suggests a strip club. Oh, okay. (laughs) Has she been to a strip club before? No, she had not. Okay. So she doesn't know what it's like, basically. And I'm kind of, I'm all down to go to a strip club if it's just the fellas and it's a bachelor party, (laughs) whatever. But it could be kind of weird with my girlfriend, admittedly. Yeah. So I'm like, whatever, I'll indulge her in this sick fantasy that she has. (laughs) You know, hey, I'm a good boyfriend. I'm willing to play ball. <laughs> Coming from the guy who hid in a bathroom for 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this I am willing to be noble about. So we get to the club. She goes. She she buys me uh, some drinks. And I can tell she's dissatisfied a little bit with the price of the drinks because it's like 25 bucks for two drinks. Sure, yeah. And it's kind of a seedier atmosphere than I maybe would have uh, typically liked. You know me, all class. <laughs> Shane, they call me. It's not the catchiest nickname, but it's deadly accurate. And then um, <laughs> and then I'm like, babe, uh, you know, let's get out of here. <laughs> Just like that. Yeah, I, that's you're, exactly. You're like a, a knight in shining armor. Yeah, I'm okay. like, hey, let's face it. You're the hottest chick here, which she is. Yeah. That's not a lie. Yeah. And I was like, Let, let's get out of here. Let's go, let's go see the movie or whatever. But it was nice of her that she wanted to give you this Bachelor mm-hmm. experience. Yeah. But I still want to keep – I'm not like the Bachelor experience is over because that was kind of just – just going there is kind of worth the price of admission. It's just fun. Yeah. Just to say you did it with the girlfriend. It's kind of interesting experience. But <laughs> – I'm like, I'm just going to go to uh, get some wheat cookies. And she's she's against that. Like, she's not down with that. So I'm like. But you're like, this is my bachelor yeah, trip. This do is not my bachelor, my bachelor trip. This is my bachelor party. Daddy's going to do what daddy's going to do. So I give her some money and tell her to go uh, to the. <laughs> so, she, so you've left her at a restaurant. She's your drug I'm not going to be long. You know. uh, no, he. You have. You haven't given her money to go eat drugs. You give her money to go do something else. Oh, I'm picking up the drugs. Oh, I thought you. Were yeah, Max the got money too. And when I say drugs, drugs, like this is fairly tame stuff. Like yeah. this is weed. This cookies. is stuff. Uh, you know, Prime Minister Trudeau is doing them every week. Exactly. Yeah. It's going to be completely legal. Yeah. And by the way, you, you know, how often would you say you even smoke weed, Shane? Every other day. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, I would say maybe. Maybe once a month? Yeah. So you're not like a, a stoner per se. This is a special occasion. Not that there's anything wrong with not that. that wrong with most that. people go home and have three glasses of wine afterwards. It's, it's true. It's true. I know I do. But uh, <laughs> I'm drunk right now. Three, six. Who's counting? <laughs> <laughs> My sponsor is. Uh, no. <laughs> but um, so I send her just to the movie, give her money, get the mm-hmm. tickets. I'm like, I'll be 10 minutes tops. I go to this place. It's a comedy club. But you have to pay the $5 admission, act like you're seeing the comedy club, dipsy doodle out, buy the weed cookies, and just go. Okay. 
But I get there, there's no comedy show that night. And the comedians are just kind of sitting there like, ah, oh, nobody showed up. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, I kind of, you know, I wanted to buy the weed cookies, but the, the little loophole in the law is you got to buy admission. So I'm like, hey, could I just buy a Paps Blue Ribbon? And then I give her like $10. And then she's like, her name's Puff Mama. <laughs> so said, How do you know that? I, I asked her her name. Oh. <laughs> and she said Puff Mama? Yeah, birth certificate and everything. Her parents had amazing foresight into what <laughs> career she would be headed to. <laughs> so um, so I, she, she's like, oh, here are some free cookies. Oh. Because you know, so hold on. Is the password Papsu Ribbon, and you slide ten dollars? Is that in this case? Thing? Yes. Okay. Normally, you just say, "I'll have some weed cookies after the admission." Okay. <laughs> She's like very nice woman. This okay. woman. So she gives me three cookies for free. They're all stale and shit. So I assume that they're going to be bad mm-hmm. cookies. They're not gonna like. I don't know a lot about weed cookies, so I just eat all three of them. So then I, I go meet up with my girlfriend at the movies mm-hmm. after I've already eaten the cookies, <laughs> feeling kind of f***ed up, but pretty good on the good side. The second the movie starts- What movie were you seeing? The night before. Okay. Right. The new Seth Rogen movie. Yes, which is kind of a druggy movie in itself. And then the second the movie kicked in, I was like on Mars. Like <laughs> I was out of my mind. It was like the best, worst feeling. <laughs> like I felt weird to be alive. I wasn't completely sure if I was alive. I was just like touching my girlfriend way too much and petting her hair, trying to make out with her throughout the whole movie. <laughs> and I went to the washroom and then I got scared to go to the washroom. So I was like, "Will you come with me. <laughs> and then she's like, what? And she like held my hand and we walked out because every stair felt weird too. Like I couldn't tell if my legs were moving properly. So she walked me to the washroom but it's like it just felt very weird it's very uncomfortable night my tummy kind of hurt <laughs> did you say that to her my tummy's gonna hurt no, i was like my ripped abs are killing me uh <laughs> let's get out of here and then we uh we went home i i passed out and i have little to no recollection of the movie the night before so on a scale of one to ten what would you give the night before i couldn't tell you <laughs> <laughs> on a scale of one to ten what would you give the weed cookies Oh, my God. They were a 20 out of 10. Like, they'll f- ruin your life. <laughs> yeah. Depending on your tolerance, it could make make your life. Yeah. But, yeah, I say this weekend we all use the night before as, like, a little pre-drink, and we actually enjoy the movie together, guys. And then maybe on the next episode, Josh Jackson will be the next episode. Yeah. We come back, and the movie we review is the night before. Let's do that. Deal. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, as Max likes to tell our listeners. Um, all the artwork for the Mike and Watch podcast is done by Jenna Gregory. You can find her stuff at jennasdoodles.com. You can follow us. Oh, uh, yeah. Follow on, us on at, Twitter and Instagram. At Mike on Much. Yep, those things. Both those handles. If you like an episode, post the YouTube on your Facebook. Yeah, let's get crazy. Do that. Come on. The Mike and Much podcast is produced by Max Kerman, and I am your host, Mike Veerman, and Shane is sitting to my left. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week if we don't die on the weekend. <laughs>